0: You are listening to messages from Victory Outreach in the city of Whittier. We pray that you are inspired, challenged, and provoked to become all that God has called you to be. For daily insight, please log into victoryoutreachwhittier.org. Now, if you would open your Bibles. I'm going to put up on the screen. Philippians chapter 3. Uh, I'm going to begin reading right here. And I'm going to start in verse, verse 4 instead. I was going to start... So I don't know if they can go back. I don't know what verse they have up there. Amen. But um, I want to start in verse 4. I'll begin reading it to you. Father, bless your word in Jesus' name. And everybody says? Amen. 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 Though I, Though I myself have reasons for such confidence, if anyone else thinks he has reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, Of the the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law, a Pharisee, which is the highest you could go. As for zeal, persecuting the church. As for legalistic righteousness, faultless. Verse 7. But... Whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. Verse 8. What is more, I consider everything a loss or worthless. Or it's a uh, numerical term, which is when you're you're adding things up. Compared to the surpassing. Compared to, compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. In other words, what he's saying there, let's put a pause there for a minute. Let's hit the pause button. He's saying all these other things I accomplished in the natural. I was a Hebrew of Hebrews. Uh, he was a doctor of the law. That's what a Pharisee was. He had a, his doctor's degree. He was a doctor. He was well-known. He, he had all kinds of things going for him. Uh, and, and, but he says, man, in comparison to, to really... Knowing the Lord Jesus Christ and letting Him be the Lord of my life—that was nothing. That was nothing. Let's keep reading. For whose sake I have lost all things, I consider them rubbish. Wow, that's heavy, huh? That I may gain Christ and be found in Him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through through faith in Christ Jesus, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. In other words, our righteousness is not of the works that we do. The law, you had to do works. Here, we We, we have the righteousness of Christ by faith. Somebody say amen. And then verse 10 is our verse. I want to know Christ. I want to know Christ. You never get to the place where you know Christ. We're always growing while we're here on this earth. There's always a hunger. There's more that God reveals of himself in our lives. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. Becoming like him in death. In other words, let this flesh die. Decrease so that he can increase. That's one of the things God spoke to me personally about my life. He says, I'm not going to increase you next year until you decrease. As you continue to decrease, I will increase stuff in your life. I'll bless you. I'll pour out a greater anointing and and I'll open doors that you've been praying to open. And I'll do this and I'll do that. But There's something I require from you first. Hello. And somehow to obtain the resurrection from the dead. Verse 12. Not that I have already obtained all this. Now this is heavy. This man at this point, Paul the Apostle, had already planted all these churches, had already established these churches, had already done a great work for God. He's in a prison cell writing this letter to the church at Philippi. He's already accomplished so much, and he's sitting there writing this letter under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And He says, man, I haven't even arrived yet. There's so much more. Can you imagine? You, sometimes we get to the place where we think, okay, I can just coast now, or I've already paid the price, or even, even leaders and people in the church, and, and then they start saying, man, I deserve a little break today. You know, they think they're, you know, that they're serving McDonald's. And, and, and we realize that when you closer you get to God, the more you want, the more of God you want in your life. "Hello, come on, are you, are you hearing me?" And that's the way it should be. The closer we get to God, the more we want of God. The further we get from God, the more we want of ourselves. And that's a fact. Either we're filled with, with more of Him or we're filled with more of ourselves. And Paul the Apostle, man, it blows my mind that he says this. He said, "Not that I've already attained all this.' already been made perfect, but I press on. Now here's our point. But I press on. I want everybody to say, I press on. on. And then he says what he's pressing on for. I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. In other words, God has a divine plan for your life. God has a purpose for your life. I know we hear that over and over. But it's a fact. It's a reality. It's a truth. And we got to keep on while we have breath on this earth, striving to be more like Jesus, striving to accomplish what God is, uh, wants us to accomplish while we're here in this lifetime. So when we look into Jesus' eyes, we won't be ashamed. So one thing I do, and then he says, brothers, I do not consider myself yet to take hold of it, but one thing I do, man, he's in a prison cell in Rome, and he says, man, I don't think I've done it yet. Wow, make me feel ashamed. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind. That's perfect for the end of the last Sunday of 2017 because we can't do nothing. You know, we can't go back into the past. Whatever victories and failures you had this year, whatever mountaintops or valleys, they're d- it's done. What we got to do is not look back. You cannot live your life looking in the rearview mirror and expect to be successful and fruitful in the future. Yeah, we learn from all that stuff, but we got to look ahead. We got to look through the windshield, not the rearview mirror and say, man, I know God has good things in store for me. And some people say, I heard a negative person make a comment. A negative person. You know what those negative people, they're not in this church, but they're somewhere in the world. A negative person made a comment like, okay, here we go. New Year's, we're going to start talking about all the great things God wants to do this year, just like we heard last year. I'm like, well, that's why you're going to have the same kind of year you had last year if you go into with that type of mentality and that attitude. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You have to have expectancy that God is going to do a good thing in your life. God is going to do a great thing. You can't be negative and expect to receive. You cannot be negative. You cannot be negative and expect to receive the goodness of God you got to have anticipation and excitement and say, man, I don't care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm pressing on. I'm looking ahead. I know God is a good God. Shut your mouth, devil. You're a liar. Shut your mouth. A few flies on the wall. I ain't listening anyways. I ain't got time for no negativity. I ain't got time. I want to believe God for God's best in my life. Hello, are you hearing me? I give you permission to tell any negative flies, shut their mouths. <laughs> Say this ain't a trash can, these are years, go pour it in somebody else's. Amen. You know, the negative Nancy's, or let's think of a man's name, amen. Straining towards what is ahead. Straining towards what is ahead. Straining towards what is ahead. Verse 13, verse 14, I press on toward the goal to win the prize. Come on, somebody. Paul's secret of success was that nothing could discourage him. (laughs) Have you ever been discouraged? Did you have any discouragements this past year? Raise your hand if you had some discouragements. Okay, let me just make this clear. I'm going to lay down and raise my hand. Of course you have. You're going to have some in 2018. So what? What? Welcome to life. But it's what you do with those discouragements. Don't let them get inside of you. Let them pass through you. Storms are meant to pass by, not to get inside of you. Never let a storm get inside of you. Never listen to any negativity. Don't let it get inside of you. Let it go in one ear and out the other. Paul said this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Here's all I, I can prove to you that... He didn't let anything discourage him. He shook it off. He said, we are pressed on every side by trouble. 2 Corinthians 4, 8, 9. Watch, listen. But not crushed or broken. We are perplexed and overwhelmed at times because we don't know why things happen. We don't know why things happen as they do. But we don't give up and we never quit. The enemy may try to attack us. One translation says, we are hunted down, but God never abandons us. We can get knocked down, but we get right back up and keep on going. Come on, somebody. Somebody say, that's me. Somebody say, I'm going to be like that. Somebody say, yes, yes. I'm not going to let nothing hold me back. I ain't let nothing knock me down. I may get knocked down, I'm going to get right back up. That's why Paul was a great man of God. He just kept on going. He just kept on going. Question for you, what does it take to discourage you? What does it take to discourage you? Think about that. Man, we, we, we need to pray, Lord, I, I just want to be one of those, like, energizer buzzy bunny, just keep on going. Let me give you a definition of a great person this morning. A great person is just an ordinary person who has extraordinary amount of determination, persistence, endurance, never giving up. You know, Pastor Sonny, one time, he told me, the difference between a, a pastor that builds and a pastor that's successful is simply the th- how much pain they can handle. The threshold of pain. He's talking about pressure and all that kind of stuff. See, we have to be goal oriented. We have to be goal oriented enough that your mind is always on where you're going where God wants to take you, not just on what you're going through. Because we're going to go through some stuff. Listen, we're finishing the year. The title of my message, if you want to put a title on it, is just finish strong. Let's keep going. Finish strong, regardless of what kind of year. Some people say, oh, I had a bad year. Some people say, oh, I had a good year. It doesn't matter. The year's done. It's all you, the mentality that we have and we look forward to this next year that this is going to, you should say every, every New Year's, I don't care. You should say everything, this is going to be the best year of my life. I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to accomplish things for God. I'm going to have good relationships with my family. I'm going to reach people. I'm going to fulfill God's plan. I'm going to be blessed. I believe in God for open doors. I believe in God for the best. That's the kind of attitude. That's the kind of mentality. Every one of you should have nothing less. Nothing less. Don't let any negative flies in affect you. You know, the secret to my longevity, I don't care what people say. I care what God says. Doesn't mean I don't value your opinion. Don't get, don't get it twisted. I value your opinions, some of you. That's not what I'm talking about. When we have our, our team meetings, some of the pastors, some of the leaders come up with better ideas than me, and I embrace it. That's why team is most important. That's why this church, every ministry is functioning as team. No lone rangers here. There's no superstars. The only superstar is Jesus. Somebody say Amen. amen. See, we're going to go through some stuff this upcoming year, but that's okay because we're going through it. We're not going to stay there, right? Every one of us, God's taking us on a process. I experienced some things this year. And the Lord spoke to me this morning and was, was kind of telling me why, he, why I went through some of those things. He said it was in preparation for what you're going to be doing this upcoming year. Sometimes we got to go through some stuff. Somebody say amen. amen. It's called the process. Somebody say the process. the process. You know, that painful thing you go through where God's trying to weed out your insecurities. Where God's trying to take out your jealousies. God's trying to take envy out of you. God's trying to take some anger out of you, some lust out of you. Ooh, stop it. Not the big outward. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Now everybody starts looking holy at this time. Watch. They'll just... God's trying to take things out of us. And don't be a fake Pharisee. Everybody's got something to, that God wants to take out of your life. I don't care how... What, I don't care what title you got. Titles don't... don't Titles don't make the person, the person makes the title. And so, when you're open and when you're honest with God, God God can work in your life and pull things out. I don't know about you, but I want God to pull out more out of me so I can be even, I can fulfill His plan and purposes for my life. Amen. Why did the children of Israel spend 40 years in the wilderness? Because of disobedience, disbelief. God was trying to get them ready to go to the promised land. What is the promised land? God's best for your life. Sometimes we deal with setbacks. I had some setbacks this year. Did anybody have any setbacks? Yeah? Or is this your greatest year of your life? For me, I had some setbacks, but I have already know that setbacks, that while they are, are set ups for, 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 for the future, you know? Some people handle their setbacks like it's their destiny. It's not your destiny. Some people get stuck. I've watched people get stuck. I was just praying for somebody, and then I, I, I tried to reach out to this person, and then they responded, and I, and I was trying to tell the person, man, you know, you keep on getting stuck in the same place in your life. I've known you for all these years, and here you are again. And every time you get stuck at this place, I always tell you ahead of time, be careful, be careful, don't... And you don't listen, and now here you are stuck again. See, sometimes we allow ourselves to get stuck. When, we, when, we, when we're looking to the future, to 2018, let's focus on Jesus and what he wants to accomplish in our lives. Somebody say amen. amen. Very important. Everybody's going to face problems. you got to expect them. Don't allow them to separate you from God's divine destiny for your life. If I allowed the problems I went through to separate me from God's divine destiny, I wouldn't be where I am today. Come on. Don't allow whatever you go through. Don't allow it to affect your leadership. Don't allow it to affect your giving of your time, your talent, your finances. Don't allow it to affect your heart. You know, I've said this many times. Let me say it again. I want to remind you about that saying that I have Adversity is God's university. When you got the high calling of God on your life, you're going to go through a lot of adversity. That's how God molds and shapes you. It isn't all dancing through the tulips. A lot of times it's It's struggles and going through stuff. Job 5.7 says, man is born for trouble as surely as sparks fly upward. But God has given us more than 3,000 precious promises in his word. And every promise is custom designed to help us through this journey of life. Through the problems we're going to face so that we can come out victorious. You know, sometimes you look at obstacles. Like sometimes we look at trials and problems as 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 like... Like something painful, but really it's like sand in an oyster. It produces a pearl. That obstacle that you're going to face, God wants to produce a pearl in your life. God wants, to, God wants to work in your life and use that. And sometimes I've seen people get distracted because they're going through stuff. Because things don't go your way. Look at No matter what, choose to be a passionate person. Choose in this upcoming year to be a joyful person. Choose to say, man, I'm believing God for the best. No matter what's happening. Somebody say amen. Amen. (laughs) God uses challenges. God uses trials. God uses adversity. God even uses our failures to provoke us, to push us, to grow us, to be our best, to strengthen you. See, God doesn't develop you to be your best when you're in victory. God develops you to be your best when you're in the valley. When you're going through hard times, when you're, when you're having to face some adversities, that's when we really see what you're made of. And that's really where the fruit comes out of our lives, of our character, man. So that God wants us to be fresh this upcoming year. I pray that in 2018 that we would be a church that builds people, that we'll be able to be that base. That we're going to be able to disciple more people, reach more people, and love more people. I think it's harvest time. For us here in Woodier, it's going to be harvest time. Come on, somebody who... How many of you need a harvest? Anybody need a harvest? I was reading something that I shared a long time ago, one of my messages, and I want to share it again. Because I've had the privilege to be there in the country of Italy. Michelangelo worked on 44 statues in his entire lifetime. But out of the 44 statues... He only finished 14 of them. He had a really bad problem of never finishing something he started. He would start paintings. He would start doing statues. And sometimes he didn't finish them. He would do different projects. And so what happened was he finished 14 um, out of the 44. His two most famous are the statue of King David and also of Moses. Moses. And the other ones that are never finished, all the other things he ever started are are that he never finished. This is interesting. There's a museum in Italy where you can go see these unfinished works of Michelangelo the Great. But on the entrance of the door, there's something profound that they wrote. They wrote this. The unfulfilled potential of a great genius the unfulfilled potential he had potential to not only do a few great statues or paintings and all the things he did but if he would have just stuck to it and finished everything you can imagine what would happen but what about our lives it's sad to realize that there's so many unfinished works of this great genius this artist that we still talk about today centuries later but more sad is when God looks down at us because you and I have to partner with God. In order for you to be everything God wants you to be, in order for you to fulfill God's calling and God's plan for your life, you have to partner with God. You can resist the Holy Spirit, you can resist the plan of God through stubbornness, through compromise, through different things in our lives, disobedience or whatever, but when you're open and you're broken and you want to partner with God, then God will be able to, uh, 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 God will, uh, you'll allow God You'll allow God to be able to finish the work that he started in your life. You can hinder. I can hinder and hold back everything God wants to do in 2018. I've had years like that. I'm done. From this point on, because I'm not getting any younger. I mean, I realized I'm getting a little bit older now. A little bit. Don't get it twisted. So all the years that I have left, I want to do my best for God what about you anybody here want to do their best for God anybody here want to let God look with that anticipation and expectancy of 2018 here's what the Lord spoke to my heart about the Lord spoke to me and told me something heavy this this morning that next year if I allow him it's going to be a year for me Of explosive and accelerated. And he told me four things. This is what God spoke to my heart so clear about. It's going to be a year of explosive and accelerated. And so I thank God for Google. (laughs) Because I wanted to see what Google had to say about explosive. Bam! (laughs) I wanted to see what it had to say about accelerated. Put the pedal to the metal. And God said, I'm going to give you that in your spiritual growth and the anointing that i'm putting on your life your sphere of influence in this movement i'm going to take you to another level i'm going to give you breakthroughs and he said this is not only for you but it's for all those in the church that want to they catch it for their lives we're going to have explosive growth accelerated growth accelerated and explosive breakthroughs open doors that people have been praying for i know there's some things i've been praying for and also god said this is going to be the year of the harvest The year of harvest for financial prosperity for all of us that have been sowing, sowing, sowing. Some of you, God's going to give you some breakthroughs financially. Some finances are going to come your way. You have struggled. And there's something, God's going to allow something that you think is going to be painful. But it may be painful a little bit. But what God said is from that you're going to receive blessings that you haven't had before. You're going to receive finances. Uh, uh, things are going to go in your favor doors are going to open God's going to bless you how many want to receive that for your life man God wants to give you that but you got to say but you can be negative and block it you can be negative and block it or you can say no I've made up my mind I've been hearing this stuff long enough I'm claiming that for my life too I'm not just going to let Pastor Joe or some of the other pa- I want it for my life and I ain't going to let no devil from hell no negative person I ain't going to let no circumstance I ain't going to let opposition, I'm not going to let no feelings block everything that God wants to bring in my life I refuse, I'm sick of it I'm not going to go this next year like what I've been through this past year, I am done God I surrender God, I want what you have for my life God I want a greater anointing, I want to be closer to you, I want I want all your blessings anybody here hear me That's what we got to go after. Enough is enough. Amen. We're almost done. Sit down. I got to ask you a question before I get ready to close because we're going to do three special things today. I'm sick of it. I I want all that God wants. Somebody gave me a a word. And I was complaining to God about that word they gave me. This person doesn't know me, doesn't even go to this church. And the person said this walked up to me out of nowhere. I almost slapped that person in the back of their head. <laughs> said, God wants, God, God has, the person said, God has astonishing and miraculous blessings in store for your life. He has seen your struggles and your faithfulness. And he is gonna bless you in a way that is gonna blow people's minds. And I was like, and the person said, but you're not ready for it. So it's not coming yet. And they turned and walked away. I was like, well. I receive all that except for that last part, that was the devil. What do you mean I ain't ready for it? So all year long, it's been on my mind. All year long, I'm saying, okay, God, you know, like, man, God, what do you mean I'm not ready? Was that you or was that the devil, God? Come on, I already know. So this morning, I was praying. A week ago, I started complaining to God. I said, man, God, there's this area and, you know, Man, God, I sow, and I do this, and I do that. Man, God, God, you know, and then, and God spoke to my heart a couple of days ago, and he told me, the reason why you're, you're being like that is because you still got some envy in you. Why are you envious of how I bless other people? Why are you envious, son? Haven't I been good to you? Is my goodness at this point in your life not good enough? Huh? Let me be. I, I, I like to be real. You know I'm real. I'm not fake. I'm not fake at all. What you see is what you get. Sorry about it. Amen. No, I'm not sorry. And the Lord spoke to me so clearly. He said, See, son, and that's when he started telling me, you got to decrease so I can increase. And then I came to this place full circle when I was spending time alone with God, and I said, God, I repent. You know, I repent. I never want to be envious or ever say god question god why do you do that for this person and you don't do it for me why do i never i want to rejoice and i've always my natural tendency is to rejoice when people get blessed it really is god knows 99 99 percent of the time i rejoice but every now and then that one percent will come out And then the Lord ministered to me. And when I said, man, God, and I came to a place in my heart that I really, really, God gave an opportunity about a day later. Something came up, and I was really able to rejoice in my heart for someone else. I'm talking about another fellow minister. I really rejoiced when I heard some news. And I felt the Holy Spirit. Just whisper something to my heart. Then this morning when I was praying so beautiful, I heard the Holy Spirit, he told me, remember that prophecy that I sent my servant to give you? And remember how it, you had a distaste in your mouth and you didn't like th- that it, the person said you weren't ready yet? Because I battled with it throughout this year. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, you're ready now. Watch this year, son. You're ready now. So whatever promises God has given you, you got to believe God for some great things this year. For them to happen, you got to believe it. So here's my question. I'm going to close right now. I'm gonna, enough is enough. What do you see when you look into your future? What do you see when you look into your future? Some of you single are saying, I see her, Pastor, I see her. Some of the single people say, I see him, Pastor, I see him. Nah, cut it out. Although all kinds of people are getting married. Hmm? David and Darlene are getting married. Huh? i seen her grow up. I remember when she was about that big. And now she's running off and getting married. You know, all these people are getting married. Jelena's getting married. Um, Her and Pablo are going to get married. I'm thinking of someone else. I'm thinking of someone else, Darlene. I can't remember who, though. Oh. Our beloved missionary. Christian and Yvonne are getting married. Amen. No, but when you look into your future, what do you see? I want to challenge you th- this morning as we get ready to close to raise your level of thinking. You have to be actively thinking positive thoughts. You have to actively be thinking positive thoughts. Thoughts of victory. Somebody say victory. victory. Thoughts of abundance. Say abundance. Come on. Say your, it's going to rain. It's going to rain in your life. This is your year of rain. This is your year of harvest. Huh? You've got to be thinking thoughts of favor. That God, you're God's favor favors on your life you got to think pure thoughts meditating on God's promises man be a big-minded thinker somebody say amen Amen. think big amen think great things are in store for you if there was ever a time to be aggressive and energetic when it comes to letting go of the past and pressing forward to God's best in your life it's right now say "Right right now it's called God's abundance life Jesus said I've come that you may have life and have it more Abundantly. That's fulfilling God's purposes. It's time, Victor R. to rise up and boldly go after our victory. We're gonna finish strong in this year. Tonight we're gonna celebrate New Year's. And we you know what? Even though tonight you're gonna see we're gonna look back and see all the accomplishments that God has done this year in our church. It's miraculous when you think about it. I mean it's it's mind-boggling that the things that have happened, you know, just in this past year. There's three churches that are out there established that came out of here from Whittier. Somebody say amen. <laughs> three churches. We're not talking about the last 10 years. We're talking about in 2017 They left from here. We kicked, did we, we kicked out Raid, right? That's my l- love language. <laughs> and Cisco and then Pastor Hughes. And I've been on the phone with all of them. Blessed to see what God's doing. Here's what I want to do now. I want everybody to stand. We're gonna get ready to close. I'm not making an altar call. The altar call is gonna be right there where you are, and we're gonna do three things this morning. First, let me have every head bowed and every eye closed. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I want to declare something over you. I want you to know you're God's favorite. I want you to know God loves you. And God has a great plan for your life. There's nothing you could ever do to make God love you any less. And there's nothing you could ever do to make God love you any more. God doesn't love you based on your works. God loves you just the way you are. He wants you to grow and change. But he loves you while you're changing. He loves you while you're growing. Maybe you're here today and you're not where you should be with the Lord. Maybe you find yourself in a place distant. He's just a prayer away. Maybe you've never given your life to the Lord. Maybe you're watching online. And you're backslidden or you haven't given your life. If that's you, all you got to do is just open your heart just repeat a prayer I'm going to say a prayer this morning and if you're watching online or you're here in the sanctuary and that's you I want you to repeat it I want you to say Lord Jesus forgive me of all my sins with the blood you shed wash away all my failures wash away all my stubbornness I surrender my heart and my life to you write my name In your book of life, be the Lord of my life. I surrender to you. Thank you.